in the Bible, Jesus tells us the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth, teaches us all things, reminds us of everything that's in the Word of God so we can follow Him in these specific issues pertaining to this present life. And the Holy Spirit even shows us things to come. How can we be so fearful? We have access to God by His Spirit and have knowledge, really, of all things that we should do because the Spirit of God searches the heart of God to show us what to do. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. If you are a true believer, you have the Holy Spirit living in you. We have several scriptures which tell us that. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Paul says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. In 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Now, what good does that do that Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, is in us? Well, I just told you at the beginning of this podcast, John chapter 14, verse 26. He guides us into all truth. Well, rather, he teaches us all things. That's in that verse of Scripture. In verse 16, John chapter 16, verse 13, the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. But in John chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus said, The Holy Spirit teaches us all things. You're in the midst of a coronavirus and you're wondering what to do about your children? You don't go by what the scientists say, surely, or by what the world says or what the school system says. You go by what God puts in your heart, by the Holy Spirit. He teaches us all things. He reminds us of everything Jesus has said to us. Oftentimes a problem will occur in my life and the Holy Spirit will remind me of a scripture. And by that scripture, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. John chapter 16, verse 13. The Holy Spirit guides us into all truth and shows us things to come. Four things here that the Holy Spirit in us does for us. If you belong to God, you have the Holy Spirit in you. 
You may not be aware of that. You may not be applying the Holy Spirit and what he shows you. But you have the truth in you right now. Don't trust other men. Trust God. James 1.5, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. If you are really a believer, now many people in churches are not believers. They put themselves into the church by going forward and being baptized without having the Spirit of God. They put themselves into the church by joining the church. And they follow the church without having the Spirit of God. They will not survive the things ahead. You can't help them. If God has not taught them and if God has not selected them and put them in the church himself by revealing the Word of God to them, you certainly can't do it. Share with them once or twice But when they walk away from what you've shared, you have to reject them. You have to get away from them. They can pull you down. You've got to learn that. This is something God has worked with me for the past four months on, walking away from those people who say they are Christians when they fail to believe Scripture. Just walk away from them. Don't keep communicating them. Don't keep inviting them into your house by emails or phone calls. Don't inquire about how they are doing. We know how they are doing if they reject Scripture. They're Antichrist. Leave them alone. Take care of yourself. Take heed to yourself over and over in the Bible concerning the end days Jesus said, take heed to yourself. Get yourself under control. This is extremely important. First Corinthians chapter 2, start at verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, also that we will know what to do in the situation. Because the Spirit of God searches the heart of God to reveal to us the will of God for our life, so we can know exactly what we're supposed to do. You don't run from one person to another person telling that person your trouble and asking them what they think you should do, that's the way of the world. You don't go from one church to another talking to pastors or talking to people in those churches trying to find out what you're supposed to do if you have the Spirit of God in you. If you don't have the Spirit of God, you're ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, says Paul. That is in Second Timothy chapter 3. But if you have the Spirit of God in you, you have the Spirit of truth in you. You have to learn to pay attention 
to that which the Holy Spirit says. If you're troubled about someone, you can't think, oh, it's just me. The Holy Spirit is showing you some truth. That person can be dangerous to you. In the last days, deception is rampant. We have to follow God. We should not do anything unless we have the Holy Spirit telling us to do it. Now, how does the Holy Spirit communicate with us? He brings it to our mind. I'll give you a very simple example. In the year 2020, I was considering having the seats on my old car reupholstered. It's a 26-year-old car. Pam Paget has a 17-year-old car, and I ride in the car with her, and I was considering having her seat upholstered, reupholstered, because I've had lots of bones broken due to accidents. And it's very hard for me to ride in a car without considerable pain. So I was considering having these seats in these old cars upholstered. And then I heard, or you could just buy a new car. Now that was the Holy Spirit. That was the Holy Spirit. That was the way of God for me to go. And that same night, God gave me a dream that I bought a new car. I had two confirmations on that direction. And I took that direction. There were some problems with the new car, mostly on the subject of noise. The air conditioner, when you turned it on, it was like you turned it on high speed, but it was really on low speed. But the noise was so bad you could hardly ride in the car. I prayed about it, asked God what to do. Through a series of thoughts that came to my mind, I was led to turn on the climate control setting of the car. Pam was with me at the time I did this. We began pressing buttons, and all of a sudden all that noise stopped, but the cool air kept throwing, blowing through. It was not set properly, even though it said it was on low, there was a setting called sync, uh, synchronize. And when we hit that setting, all the noise left and the air conditioning worked properly. Now, do you think that was our wisdom or just dumb luck? No, it was not. We were being led by the Holy Spirit of God in a secular matter. I've often been led by the Spirit of God in secular matters. I ran my business that way when I was a new Christian. I had seen the things the Holy Spirit does for us. I knew God would help me with that business. There was a time when a man called me. He lived in Houston. He was a graduate of Harvard Business School, and he wanted to come and talk to me about Indian arts business, and I said, I don't know anything about business, nothing about business. He insisted on coming and talking to me, and the first question he asked me was, what is your marketing plan? I, I was praying all the time he was asking these questions. I said, oh God, get me out of this. Finally, I had to tell him what my marketing plan was and is. 
I told him, I said, I am a Christian. So before I go out to the reservation to buy jewelry, I pray asking God to have the Indian artist make the jewelry that I need to buy. When I get to the reservation, I pray for God to show me the specific items that I should buy. When I get back to Dallas, where I lived and had my business, I pray asking God to send the angels out to bring the people in to buy the items. He looked at me blankly, and then he said, Well, that's a type of marketing. Not only was it a type of marketing, it was a type of marketing where I sold every item that I ever bought for my business without ever having a sale. In the years that I owned the business, I never had sales like other businesses. And everything sold. I depended totally on God to show me the items that I should purchase. One time I was on a buying trip and the items we sold in my business were mainly jewelry. I never sold rugs because I didn't know anything about Indian rugs. But I came across an Indian rug that I just thought was wonderful and I couldn't walk past it. And yet I don't even like Indian rugs, but it stood out to me. Why? Why did it stand out to me? Because I always prayed asking God what I should buy. I tried to walk past that rug and leave it alone, but I just couldn't do it, so I bought the rug for $500. I always paid cash for my merchandise. I didn't buy things and go in debt because I felt God showed me not to go in debt. So I paid cash for the merchandise, came home, sold the merchandise, took all the money, went back and bought more merchandise. I took that Indian rug to an appraiser of Indian rugs to find out what I had. She said, Joan, you've really lucked out on this because most of these old rugs are totally worthless, but this is a good rug. She said, when you get back to your business, price that rug so it will not sell because it is going to be valuable. I'd pay 500 for it. She said it was worth about 1500 So I got back to Dallas. A man came in and looked at jewelry, and the rug was just rolled up over at the side of the room. He said, what is that? I said, oh, that's a Navajo rug. I just brought it back. He said, well, let me see it. And I said, oh, I don't think you'd like that. He said, well, let me see it. I unrolled it. He said, how much is it? I said, $5,000, and he said, I'll take it. I was horrified. I protected my customers. I didn't let them overpay, and yet, what can I do? I've told him it's 5000 He's writing out the check. So I said to him, here's what I'll do. I will keep your check for one week. I won't deposit it in the bank. If you decide for any reason you don't want this rug, you come back 
I will give you your check back. I never saw the man again. I took that money of that $5,000 and I put another $1,000 with it. I had let a woman buy into my business before I was born again. And to my knowledge, she was an unbeliever. And I saw that scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. I did not want to be yoked to her because I am a believer. So I took that $5,000, put $1,000 with it, paid off all of my debt to this woman and was totally free from debt with that move. And God had shown me to stay out of debt. So from that point forward, and that was 1976 or so, I did not go into debt for anything. No mortgages, no car payments, no nothing. If I didn't have the money saved for it, I did not buy the item, no matter what it was. Seems very foolish not to take out a mortgage. But I knew so strongly I was to stay out of debt that I refused to take out a mortgage. I just didn't do it. I just said, well, I'll just live in an apartment the rest of my life. I won't have a house. That's all right. I can live in an apartment. You take out a mortgage, you might accumulate money, but you also accumulate debt. And then the things explode. What happens? Some of you are going through that right now. I just couldn't do that. Secondly, I knew I was to be in the ministry. I had no guaranteed income. I mean, you may not either, but I for sure didn't. I think we really trust too much in these jobs. And this coronavirus has kind of shown us how foolish it is to trust in the future in the way of the world. We can trust in God to provide for us, but to trust in a job, that's not security to me. Trusting in God is security. We just have to get our our, uh, thinking straight here. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. The Holy Spirit is in us to show us the will of God. You will never go wrong following the Holy Spirit. I've been led so many times by the Holy Spirit to do certain things, just as purchasing this car. I know it was God's will for me to purchase the car. Now, I paid cash for it. I'd sold a house in Texas. I had plenty of money to pay cash for the car. I didn't go in debt to get it. I'm always astounded when I look at television news and they show people who are going to the food banks to get food because of the coronavirus and they've lost their jobs and they're lined up in long lines waiting to get up to the place where they can put the free food in their car. I've watched this for five months. I have never seen an old car in the line of cars. 
I've never seen an old car. They're bright, shiny new cars. What does that tell me? These people are in debt. To have those bright, shiny new cars, they went out there and financed them. They're in debt. And here they can't buy food. At least they say they can't buy food. I don't believe it. For most of them, I just really don't believe it. I believe they're in debt. And they're taking their priorities and paying off their priorities. But if the government's going to give them free food, well, they'll take it. I'm extremely non-political, so don't for a second think I'm political. I don't even register to vote. I don't vote. Sometimes I pray for the person who's in charge, as we're told to do in the Bible. But I am not commanded in the Bible to vote. That is the idea of men. And I'm not going to attach myself to politicians. I don't believe any politician can be elected without compromise. And I'm not going to be attached to him. What does it say in the Bible about this? Let me look this up. It's in Second John, starting at verse 8. Look to yourselves. Consider the way you're living. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward from God. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, Receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. I'm not going to back a politician. Fortunately, we're not required in the United States to do that. If I had lived in Nazi Germany, it might be another story. Because my flesh is weak. But in the United States, thank God, we do not have to vote. I'm not going to be pulled into this trap of voting. If they threatened to torture me, if I didn't vote, then I might consider it. Because as I say, my flesh is very weak. But I'm strong in the Word of God because I keep the Word of God before me day and night to enable me to do the Word of God. These worldly traps, we don't have to be trapped in things like voting. Just because somebody says it's we have to vote, be and they are horrified at the idea we don't vote. This doesn't faze me one bit. I'm not attaching myself to worldly men. I'm not gonna wish anybody have a good day unless I know what that person is. I would say that to Pam Paget because I know she prays. I know that she goes, she prays before she does things, and she's led by the Spirit of God. I have seen so many times that Pam has had a problem. She didn't turn to me with the problem. She turned to God, and later she told me about the problem and the solution that God gave her for the problem. She's led by the Spirit of God. Those are the people that I will be around. Those who are led by the Spirit of God 
I do not want to be around the other people, whether it's in a church group or whether it's in a bridge center. I want to be around the people who are led by the Spirit of God. And if you listen to them, you can tell whether or not they're led by the Spirit of God and whether they follow the Spirit of God. The ones who are so proud that they came up with the solution are the ones not led by the Spirit of God. I'm certainly delighted that God shows us what to do, but I don't let people say, oh, Joan did such and such and praise me. I always interfere, inter- interrupt them and say, no, I didn't think of doing that. God showed me to do that. Well, they don't like to hear this, but that's what I say to them. If there's any form of admiration at all that I hear about toward myself, I stop them and say, now, wait a minute. That was God who showed me to do that. It wasn't myself. I didn't even think of doing it. God brought the thought to my mind to show me what to do. So if you want to praise somebody, praise God, who gives us wisdom. You will find very few people in churches like to hear these stories. They want to take pride in your flesh. They want to take pride in you. And most people want to have people praise them. I don't. I want to have people admire God because of what he has done for us. When Jesus walked on the earth, he constantly heard from God the Father and did the will of God. John chapter 5, verse 30, Jesus said, I can of mine own self do nothing. Now that's the Son of God speaking. I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, and he heard from God, I judge. And my judgment judgment is just, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. We should be exactly the same. We should understand that of our own selves we can do nothing. We can't make that decision. Except when we turn to God, pray for his wisdom, and follow the Spirit of God who is in us. Then we can know which way to go. The Spirit of God searches the heart of God to reveal to us the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So we have the tools to go forward when we belong to God. If you have the Spirit of God in you, if you are chosen by God, if you are put in the church by God, you have in you all the things you need by the Spirit of God. You just need to be aware that the Spirit of God is in you and will show you all truth about the matter and don't explain away problems. Don't think, oh, it's just me, when God is trying to warn you about somebody that you're communicating with. Don't explain away the warnings from God. Accept the fact that God knows the truth about that person and will reveal it to you. But it's up to you 
to hear the Spirit of God because we are so fleshly that we want to approve men. But we have the Spirit of God in us who shows us, really, the truth about the matter. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.